It's St. Paddy's Day. There's March Madness. MLB's back in business. NFL free agency's going crazy. And we got a guest stopping by from Cleveland. It's a jam-packed show. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with... Mr. Brown. And... Bigger. And... Turbo. And we are back together. We we took a hiatus last week. I had a personal uh, situation come up, but we're back together. And happy St. Paddy's Day, everybody. Green beer, baby. I think Tommy drank a green beer. Do you have a green beer right now? Yes, I do, right now. What type of green beer is that? Hell if I know. It was given to me. <laughs> I appreciate the accuracy on depicting that. That could have been a sponsor. So I've I got to admit, I've never had green beer in my life. Tastes like beer. Yeah, just food coloring, right? Yeah, you're not you're not missing much, honestly. It's just food coloring. I mean, but still, it's like one of those things you got to mark off the list to say you've done it. I guess. I guess. How many people out there today have a special thing they do just because it's St. Patty's Day? I feel like that's what Americans do every holiday. It's an excuse to go get drunk. That's exactly right. All it that's is. the most American thing ever. <laughs> Here's the thing about St. Patty's Day, baby. Irish car bombs. Do you do Irish car bombs on any that's, other day of the year? No. On St. Patty's Day, you can't call them those. They get mad. You can't call it that now. Oh, what do they call now? I don't know. You can't call them car bombs. I think you just call them trash cans. Okay, well, to me, they're Irish car bombs. (laughs) That's insensitive. Okay, well, they go down good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do. Uh, (laughs) Would you drink uh, the Chicago River? It's green. You know, when I think of the Chicago River, it's kind of like we were saying before, why Chicago every year green? Because they got a lot of Irish Irish Catholics in Chicago. Okay. Has there been a study done that this doesn't hurt the fish at all? I don't know, but you you posted an elegant meme that shows what it probably feels like for the fish. Yeah. But, uh, it's got to be a culture shock, at least initially. I wouldn't eat. I probably wouldn't eat out of the Chicago River anyway, as far yeah, as like the, the fish go. But I maybe be like eating out of the Kanawha River. You don't yeah. do that. Yeah, it's probably like the Simpsons and the three eyed fish and whatnot. I mean, that's that's probably accurate, but St. Paddy's Day. I did absolutely nothing today. I went to the grocery store and watched March Madness. That was it. So you had a good day. Yeah, I mean, March Madness is I mean, that's yeah. what we're watching now. So my tidbit for March Madness last night: Notre Dame played who? Rutgers. 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 That was a du- playing game. Double overtime. They end up winning after midnight. So then the whole uh, whole team and the coach crowded around the camera and said. Happy St. Patty's Day because they won a double overtime <laughs> they, after midnight. See, even them in, in the heat of the moment of a game, they knew we're getting drunk tomorrow, bitches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucky the Irish. Uh, well, they it is Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. That's what made it great. <laughs> it is great. Do they have their green unis on? Oh. They didn't good. plan on playing until into Saturday. See, that would have been, been nice. Now, uh, we we're already, what, like seven or eight games into the tournament. Uh, you know, our, our brackets, mine's trash. It's It sucks. Um, I saw this deal earlier from uh, Bleacher Report that through six games, six only games. 1.6% of all brackets were still perfect. That's six games on the first day. Mr. Brown had one. I had one, and then I lost <laughs> right after that with North Carolina. Yeah. For whatever reason, I picked Marquette. 
I, I feel like it. North Carolina's like thing was beating Duke, and they were just going to give me a let. Yeah, they've already peaked, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. But I'm still in lead, tied with uh, Turbo Tommy, with seven out of eight so far in the work tournament. So, Turbo Tommy, do you have a strategy when you fill out your bracket? No, I've, there's no strategy to it. What's that, that? That is the right strategy, right? Like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. You pick the team based off of whether or not you like their color. Or their mascot. <laughs> I mean, today I picked the Richmond Spiders because, one, I like that they're the Spiders, and, two, I just feel like they show up in the tournament. I don't know anybody on their team, and I picked them to be in Iowa, and it worked out just Wait, fine. Wait, were they uh, – what seed were they? Twelve. Twelve seed. And I will never pick the Richmond Spiders because I had witnessed the Richmond Spiders whip my Mountaineers in football years ago. Can't stand it. That's a sad thing to bring up. We don't have to go there. <laughs> Ah, but nothing like hey, holding a grudge. Didn't uh, John Beeline coach here? He was at Richmond before he came. To yeah, WU. see, so it can't be all bad. Now I don't even know where Beeline's at. He's gone on the couch. <laughs> on the couch. He's retired. Uh, Taking care of the grandkids. All right, so so we're we're sure that there's no rhyme or reason when it comes to the bracket. You just throw names. I mean, does anybody pick straight chalk? I mean, is that a good strategy just to go with the the ranking or what? Uh, they have a thing now where you can do like the smart bracket or the weighted bracket. Instead of straight chalk, it goes off a of BPI. If you were just going to do a black, a bracket blindly, that would be the way to go because all four ones almost never make it. Yeah, but I think what is it, 60% of the ones is who wins it all, though. Yeah. I mean, every year there's two ones in the tournament. And you have the years like last year where Baylor and Gonzaga were obviously the two best teams while they played for the title. All right, so without going into uh, huge predictions on the brackets and things like that, what team do you like the most, and who did you have winning it all? I actually have Gonzaga winning it all this year. I think it's finally they, their time. They struggled a little bit today. The score looks you know like it's funny a blowout. They did. They were down one at halftime, I think, or up one at halftime. They ended up winning by 25 points. Yeah, it, it was like eight minutes left when they finally cranked yeah. it on. So, all right, you, you got Zags, uh, Mr. Brown. I agree with what they said on the show today, Chuck and uh, Kenny Smith. There could be at least eight teams win it all, and you wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Um, for my bracket, I picked Arizona. I did too. Yeah, so, but uh, you know what though? When you talk about Chuck and those the NBA guys, they don't know shit about no, college basketball. No, Clark Kellogg was on there too. <laughs> he Clark Kellogg's trying. Like Kel he no Kellogg's the guy. He, he, he knows, knows some he knows basketball. the guys. He knows the team's weaknesses and strengths and things like that. And and Chuck's on there is just like trying to pronounce guys' names yeah, right. Yeah, he just can't even do it. Uh, but we're watching uh, St. Peter's and Kentucky. And uh, Turbo, you you had Kentucky, right? Kentucky all the way. It's a West Virginia thing, the Sheboy. So you're just jealous of Sheboy's potential play of the year candidacy. Well, you might as well root for New Mexico State. They got whack player oh, of the year, won. Teddy oh. Allen. Oh, Kentucky's starting to pull away. They're up four. <laughs> Sheboy and one. They're playing St. Peter's. Where's St. Peter's at? New York. It doesn't matter where they're at, but that's fine. All right, so everybody enjoy your March Madness. We had Bob Picozzi earlier in the week. That's a great one if you want to go back and listen to just to get some insight of a guy who follows college basketball better than Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. But great, great uh, insight there, plus a really nice Coach K story. I just want to see uh, Michigan make it far enough. Juwan Howard punches another guy. We can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> All right, Mr. Brown, I know you uh, have a, a 
turbulent amount of emotions over a couple things. One, we get baseball season back. The uh, lockout ended. We we got an agreement, although I don't feel like much got accomplished out of that, and I feel like in four years we're going to be back here again. That being said, your Braves are now on the calendar ticking down the time that they'll be able to stay. They're still world champions, unless they find a way to repeat. But they're going to do it without Freddie Freeman. What? Yeah. what? What's the deal? It's bittersweet. I would have never – thought that we'd be talking about that today because he's always said all the right things leading up to this. Um, but it's kind of similar to when uh, Pujols left uh, the Cardinals. Louis. Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those situations where you just didn't picture him playing anywhere else. And Freeman's homegrown. He came up with Jason Hayward. He was ended up, ended up being the player the Braves kept for obvious reasons. And he was the face of the franchise. He was there during the downtime for a decade. Yeah. And then he was there and they, 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 they achieve the ultimate goal. He's actually been a part of the Braves organization organization since he was like seventeen, right? Correct. Oh, it's yeah. been like the last fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, fifteen is what he said. I gotta ask you this before you carry on here. I, I, the contract with the Dodgers. Like yeah. it was only what, an extra year? Yeah, so it's a classic case of his agent overplayed his hand because they were thinking he was going to get in the 180, 200 range, 215 range on the best. And how old is Freddie Freeman? 32. Right. So the Braves offered him five years at $30 million per. Which is a hell of a contract for a 32-year-old. So then he ended up taking a six-year contract at 27 per with the Dodgers. But you got to factor in the uh, taxes in California are like 14%. And the taxes in Georgia are like four or five percent. Well, what did the Braves do? They they put the writing on the wall. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like, here's what happened. They called his bluff. They called the agent's bluff, not Freddie. So Freddie had no idea that they were going to trade for Matt Olson. Of course, you hear the rumors, but then the Braves are like, you know what? We can't wait on Matt Olson because if someone else gets him and we lose Freddie, we're done. Right. So they went out and traded for and Matt because Olson. Because the A's have been in fire sale mode. Correct. So you got to move. So they went out and traded for Matt Olson. Uh, go Glover. Uh, hit more home runs than Freddie last year. Higher war than Freddie last year. Atlanta native. Younger player. 28 years old. Is a younger version of Freddie Freeman. And don't get me wrong. I hate losing Freddie Freeman. Oh, yeah. My God, this is the best case scenario. Well, and then what do they do the next day? They extended him for eight years more than Freddie Freeman made. So once I saw that as not being a Braves fan, I was like, what the shit is this? You like, almost took it as like they were making that contract so quickly just to show Freddie. Yeah, we were going to spend the money. We told you we would. And now he's on the Dodgers and the Dodgers uh, top to bottom lineup best in baseball this year. Yeah, I mean, on paper, and I put it in my own group as a Braves fan, I was like, this lineup has the potential to be an historic lineup, like of all time. Not, I'm saying the best ever, but like it could be one that we could talk about for years to come. Yeah. If they're healthy. Because you got Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, one, two, and three. There's no That's all, than it's that. an all star lineup. Yeah, it's like an all star game. So I mean, it really former is. Former league MV, MVP Bellinger hitting seventh. Yeah. Yeah, Ballinger's your so, scrub. So, I mean, the Dodgers on paper, I mean, they should kill everybody. But that's why – it's true. That's why you play. That's why people – you got to see if they stay yep, healthy. Yep, yep, But, I mean, you got to – you got also got to figure, last year when the Dodgers traded for Trey Turner, they still had Corey Seager. Seager is now at the Rangers, so Freddie's going to offset some of the departure of Seager. So, they really – you know I mean? They got better, but 
Seager's uh, OPS is over a 900 for his career. Yeah, see, see, he he balled last year too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, he, so he's kind of offsetting some of that. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's probably going to be similar to what the Dodgers were after the trade down trade deadline last year, only for a full season. Gotcha. So there's another team that made a move that I, I texted you this earlier today or yesterday. I thought it was just bewildering that the Rockies go through all this turmoil with Nolan Arenado. And ship him off because it was just too much of a headache, right? They, they, you know, he didn't feel like they were going to invest into the team, things like that. They don't do anything with um, uh, Trevor Story. They let him. They don't even trade. So they, they don't even try to trade Trevor Story and get anything for him. They just let him walk. And I, you don't really know like this, the messaging or like what because teams are rather rebuilding and doing the fire sale or they're committing to to go to the playoffs and you got the expanded field now so there's more teams that are in that realm of hey we can spin a little bit of jack and make something happen and then the rockies come out of nowhere and sign chris bryant to a massive contract more than what nolan arenado's contract was can you make sense out of that for me i mean for bryant yeah he got paid. No, he's good. And yeah. he's going to hit a lot of jacks out yeah, there. Like so. He's probably like thinking, if I sign this contract, I'm now in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> because think about it. Let's say he balls out for the next eight years. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he might hit 40 home runs a year out there. I mean, think about it. He just cemented his legacy in baseball by this contract. Now what Did, the Rockies are doing, I have no damn clue. He's made the final out of the World Series for the Cubs when they broke the curse. He's known as a Cub, went to the Giants, and made it into the playoffs like you just said. You finish seven, eight years with the stats he's going to put up in Colorado. He took that contract and said, I'm making millions to go to he's the He's going to be like game. a Larry Walker, man. He's I got be a my guy World just, Series. Just wins or doesn't win but gets these stats, and it's going to be it's going to be good for him. But It's just so weird from a person who doesn't play professional sports and is 40 years old. You won a World Series with the Cubs. You got traded to the Giants. You're in the playoffs. You won a hundred and some games, and you decide, just purely for money reasons, I'll go play in Colorado where they're never going to win. I mean, and, and you, yes, and you can't tell me he there, didn't have other suitors. There wasn't suitors that were playoff bound yep. that wanted your services because, damn it, I know the Giants would have liked to have you back. Yep. You know, among other teams, you can't tell me the the Red Sox didn't at least check in on the guy. You know, all the Rays, yep. everybody that was in the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes, you can't tell me they didn't check in on Chris Bryant. Maybe he's, he can play anywhere. He's a pothead, and he just chose Colorado. There you <laughs> hey, go. Why not? Uh, speaking of uh, – I'm rich, and I'm going to be stoned the rest of my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, baby. All right, so a couple other teams. Uh, Yankees, what are your thoughts on what they've tried to do so far? I'm not a fan of the Yanks. They they resigned Rizzo. Uh, who else did they get? Not pitching, right? No. They traded for. Uh, I'm drawing oh, a blank. Oh, no, Josh Donaldson. Yes, yes. Yeah. They traded Sanchez, who was just needed to go. Yeah, uh, Sanchez it's is not gone. the Mendoza line anymore. It's Josh the Sanchez Donaldson, line. who will he stay healthy? Who knows? Um, but he's already pissed because he's got to shave his goatee. Now and now he's he's got to share a locker room with uh, Garrett Cole. They yeah. have a little bit of history. Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, he's like now I'm in a freaking locker room with Spider Man. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Uh, but I don't like the Yankees at all uh, because they did not do anything with their pitching. So the way it stands right now. Uh, I'm liking the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays, I, they've been aggressive. We talk about the different teams you can be. They're going all in. 
I think that the uh, Yankees are happy the Orioles are so bad because there's a chance the Yankees are fourth in that division this year. Well, who are, aren't the Orioles trying to land? Uh, is it Correa Carlos Correa? Yeah. They gave him a 10-year, $300 million offer. Is, is Correa the biggest name still out there? If they'd offer Chris Bryant that, he'd have took it. <laughs> right, hell yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hitter-friendly park. Come in, y'all. What are your thoughts on uh, Correa, the Orioles, and, and you want to dive into the Blue Jays a little more? I mean, like, <laughs> what? That's another scenario. What are the Orioles doing? That's why they're like the Rockies. Oh, yeah. let's just copy them. Three hundred million for ten years. You'll be the face of the Dude, franchise. You talk about that Dodgers lineup. Look at the Jays lineup. I mean, absolutely. The Jays are going to be stacked. They, I mean, they got pitching too. Yeah, I like them overall. They're the, they're the most complete Manoa. team in AL East. Manoa. Hands down. I like Manoa. Manoa. I feel like Biggie's just rambling into the mic at this point. He does that at times. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Blue Jays all day. I, uh, I would take the Blue Jays, and I actually like the Rays because they find a way to make things work. Who did they sign to a, a deal? Or they they just extend somebody? I feel like I saw the Rays spend money where I'm like, they normally don't. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's That's the thing. They were in the Freddy for sweepstakes. Which was amazing. Yeah. But I, it's the chaos in this where you had the lockout, and then it's just like, boom, it's all going to start now. And it happened to coincide. So who's with, left out there for the big names that we haven't talked about? Where are they going to sign? So like Correa is the, the biggest one. I, I, I don't There's a couple know. other guys out there that we had talked about the other day off the air that haven't signed yet. See, I've been so frustrated as a Reds fan because they've they've done the same thing, uh, like what the A's are doing. Only they're not getting crap back. Uh, but your Mariners have picked up some pieces. So yeah, congratulations. That, the Mariners look like they're trying to win. We're going to make that uh, two-decade-long playoff drought in this year, maybe. In the West, it's between the Mariners and the Astros. I'm telling you right now. I, I don't think you're wrong. I, the Angels are still not there. And the A's have fell off because they're always yeah. there, but they've gave everything away. I mean, watch them somehow find a way to be there. But the but Rangers I'll- did some uh, work. Yeah, the, the Rangers who have been like out in the, the wilderness for the past three yeah. years, you know, here they come. Once yeah. every 10 years, the Seagers, the uh, Seagers, the Rangers offer a guy uh, 10 the years Seagers. for like 300 million. <laughs> yep. We'll just call them the Seagers, the Sorry. Texas Seagers, the Bob uh, Seagers. That has yeah. is, is blown my mind. We had two the others that hadn't signed yet. But uh, I think, who do you think made the biggest impact in free agent signs that's going to make the biggest difference on their season next year? Yeah, who, who's going to be the most improved team so far that you see? Most improved team? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because of free agency. I, I think it's going to be the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays? Well, so, I mean, how much of an improvement is that? You think they're going to be better than what the Mets might be improved on? <laughs> I'm not sold on the Mets because I, I feel like Scherzer don't have much to give like they think. He's not what he used to be. Not only that, what if his dead arm carries over into the po- or the regular yeah, season? Yeah, He's not getting any younger. Now, if they stay healthy, absolutely. The Mets could make the biggest jump on paper. Hmm. Um, but I like the Blue Jays. The Mets could be there. Um, there's really no one else that's like standing out to me um, for that. That would be like that team that jumps up that wasn't good last year. Uh, Mariners, maybe. Mariners could take a little jump. Yeah, was, but, but again, the Mariners were kind of like the Blue Jays. They, yeah, were, right, they were right there. Like, I don't see nothing more than like a 10-game jump, in my opinion. Okay. There's no one that's like, oh, wow, you were dog shit last year. Now you're a playoff contender. Gotcha. In my I was, opinion. I was kind of thinking that uh, 
the Mariners themselves made some moves. Of course, that's Homer bias, but they were right there last year, a couple games out of a spot. I didn't see any other team. I was waiting for Red Sox, Yankees, one of those teams to make a move that just made me feel like they were over the top, and it didn't happen. I was really thinking that the Angels were going to make a move to try and pick up either pitching or another bat. Well, they got they got Thor, man. He'll pitch seven, <laughs> seven games, seven games, seven games, seven so innings. Maybe. I'm gonna tell you who the best team will be win differential wise. It's gonna be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, that's because they have the Reds to beat exactly. up on. Yeah. So the the wins the Reds would have gotten is now gonna go to the Pirates. So they're gonna be the best win differential team from year to year by default. Okay. I'm not sure how bad the so, Reds are going to be yet. I'm holding worse than the Pirates. I'm holding out. You. I'm holding out hope for 70 wins, but yeah. I feel like that's very lofty. 55. Ouch. So, not to put you on the spot here, baseball season's way off. I'm not making predictions yet, but who takes the biggest step back from where they were last year? Uh, I I hate to say it, but I, I think the Yankees. You think so? I just don't like. What about the Red Sox? I was thinking the Giants. Yeah, well, the Giants definitely overachieved. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So, all right, who says I can't do it again? All right, let's let's just wrap up with this. I got the best remaining free agents out there. Just tell me where you think they might all end right. up. Correa. He's going to go to the. It's Astros, Cubs, and Braves are the most interested. No, we're not interested. That's what it says. Uh, he'll go to the Cubs with the Japanese fellow. Suzuki. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Is that like the biggest deal ever? Sorry to interrupt you for a positional player from Japan. I believe. Because usually it's pitchers that come over and get the big deals, it seems like. Yeah, unless you're Ichiro. Yeah. But uh, Trevor Story, he's uh, been interested. His teams have showed interest are the Twins and Red Sox. Uh, I'm saying the Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox. Yeah. But they got Bogart, so who plays second? It's like a Dodgers situation. Mm, yeah. Yep. Uh, Nick Castellanos. Uh, Marlins and Phillies are the front runners. Phillies. I'm saying he's going to the Giants. Good. He is a Miami guy, so that's they're, they're thinking oh, okay. that might be the, okay. the Marlins thing. Uh, Kenley Jansen. He's still a free agent. Yeah. I think he goes back to the Dodgers. Uh, it's Dodgers or Blue Jays are the front runners. I think he goes to Blue Jays. All right, last one, just to round out the top five best available free agents. Michael Conforto. He is been shown interest from the Marlins, D-backs, and the Rockies. The Rockies, really? Are they spenders now? (laughs) They're not small market. Not anymore. Yeah, he's definitely going to go to the Rockies. We got to team up with Chris Bryant. That'll be a mile high. We got we got the new Bass Brothers back. The what do they call them? The the uh, Blake Street Bombers. That's right. The Blake Street Blaze Street Bombers now, baby. That's what it is in Colorado. (laughs) We're getting ready to dive into all things NFL free agency, but we had some breaking news that came up while we were doing an interview with our buddy from Cleveland, Phil Barr. So we're going to go ahead and let you check out the interview now, and you can see how that unfolds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have been scouring the world, finding, you know, super fans and all kinds of different, you know, personalities out there. Like we've had Rams fans, Bengals fans, Lions fans, but instead of going after a specific team, we decided to go right to the heart of fandom. And there's not a better city to talk to than Cleveland, often misunderstood, underrepresented, just 
I almost feel bad for the city of Cleveland. Do you, Biggie? I do feel very bad for the city of Cleveland. If you are a Cleveland sports fan overall, you've had your heart broken more times than you can count, yet you keep going to the games. They are loyal like no other base. Uh, Buffalo is right there with them. I'll give Buffalo a little shout out, but they've got some success here lately that Cleveland would like to have. But anyway, yeah. we got a gentleman who's, I, I think he's written a book. He's a motivational guy. He's got, uh, I, I guess, even though he's kind of a self-help motivational mindset guy, I read that he once found a a failed Cleveland sports event for every single day of the year. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, that's, that's kind of an oxymoron if there ever was one, but joining <laughs> us now is a man, uh, we're just going to call him Phil, Phil Barth. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Phil? It, it's going great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, I could, there were a couple of days I couldn't find at the time, but pretty much every day of the year, I found 400 events. And, and one of the days that I couldn't find was Christmas Day, but fortunately this year, the Browns bombed in Green Bay. So Christmas Day, <laughs> check that baby off the list. Uh, man, that's, that's depressing to have that many uh, memories. And, and he did that without Google, from what I understand. So that, that shows, that means it cuts deep. That, that's a real deep cut. <laughs> so you're talking about deep cuts. And I know Chad had a couple different things he wanted to bring up, but I got to get to this right away. I love the game of basketball. You're talking deep cuts. One of those days is the first time LeBron decided to leave Cleveland. I recently saw where he's on a team 10 games under 500 for the first time since he was a rookie in Cleveland. He has uh, left open the door to a return to Cleveland. As a diehard fan of everything Cleveland, are you opening the door to a LeBron return? For the next time, the second time. He says yes right off the bat, not even thinking about it. Okay, so so let's go back. In, in 2010, when he left, I was like, "I we hate you, LeBron." Sure. I, I I burned my LeBron James jersey, at, you know, in a safe fire. But it, it, yeah, it was terrible. But then he came back and he gave us the one thing that no other team in my lifetime has given, and that was a championship. And 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 it was LeBron. I mean, when you watch that series against Golden State, they had the best team in the NBA. Oh, yeah. And he was like, no, I'm going to take over. I don't care who you got on your side. I'm going to take over and I'm going to dominate and I'm going to win the game. So given that and given the mix of young talent they have right now, I take him back. Sure. Okay. So you don't, you don't feel like it mess up the chemistry because here lately LeBron's not been the best guy on the court as far as chemistry goes, but I understand a championship's hard to, you know, not, not look past. If you're getting it, it, LeBron in the next couple of years, you get Bronny too. So maybe that's what it is. You get the, maybe, you get maybe Bronny. The play. <laughs> I, you got to worry about chemistry because they do have really good chemistry right now. And, and last I checked they're sixth in the conference with a team that nobody expected them to do anything with this year and a team that has been just ripped by injuries. They, they lost two starting guards for the year. Yeah. Uh, Jared Allen and Mark, Mark Cannon have both been hurt and out at different times. So for them to be in sixth, it is a testament to the chemistry and a team working together as long as they could be assured. And I think with the coach they have, they could be that he would fit in. I, I would take him. You know what it is, Biggie? It's not the coach. It's it's that GM they got now, Mr. Mike Gansey. Good old West Virginia boy. He can make anybody get along. That's what we do down here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to West Virginia. I know. Uh, all right. So I got to ask, starting out here, just uh, the jersey you're rocking right here. Who, who, you, who you representing? So this is a throwback. It's Chris Spielman. So nice. 
Um, Spielman never played a regular season game for the Browns. He, when they came back after their exile from Art Modell, Spielman wanted to play near his hometown of Sandusky, Ohio. And I grew up near Sandusky, Ohio. So they worked in trade. I want to say it was with the Buffalo Bills to just get him a spot back there. Super guy. He had taken a year off to help his wife while she was. I remember that. I remember that. And just incredible guy. He got hurt in the preseason, but I got the jersey and I still, you know, Sandusky, Ohio and Chris Spielman. Hey, and you know what? The the story about him and, and the wife and him being an Ohio guy, like, that's respect. I got that. So what about over your shoulder, though? I, I see some bats and even a hockey stick. So okay. what, are, what what significance are those? And by the way, there's one more reason I'm wearing a Spielman jersey, because I don't know what quarterback jersey to wear right now, but we can get to that Spur- later. Spurgeon win uh, is yeah, what I would write. There you go. Spur- North Texas State, drafted <laughs> just before Tom Brady. That sounds right. made up, but that's awesome trivia to drop right there. Yeah, yeah. We're over it in Cleveland. Okay, so up top, that is a hockey stick. It uh, was the Cincinnati Stingers from the World Hockey Association. I found it in a thrift shop. The only name I recognize, and I'm going to flake on him, um, he does hockey commentary for ESPN. He's got the real – rocks the real good mullet. Barry Melrose. That's the guy. So it's got Barry Melrose autograph on there, among others. Nice. Curious, a few years ago, my dad had a cousin, Dana, lived up in Cleveland. We'd come watch uh, Browns and Indians and Cavalier games when they were really bad in the mid to late 90s. Mm. Cleveland Jacks were like an IHL – hockey team are they still around been gone for a long time they have one they i don't know the name they had a world hockey association team and then an nhl team for a while but i got i got nothing from them uh the crusaders and the barons were their names i remember the barons minor league Uh, and then one down from there is a hank aaron autograph baseball bat nice uh the second one down is willie mays and then the very uh, on the third level down is Casey Blake from the Cleveland Indians. So, well, damn, are, are we we got a guy that's like a big baseball dude, and he's missing out on the the Hank Aaron autograph bat and the Willie Mays autograph bat. That's a, uh, I mean, this is mostly his stuff here behind us, and and we we don't have anything that nice. It was a Sam's Club carried him many years ago, and they decided to get out of the business. And I walked in, and they were clearance price. I'm like, yes, and yes. <laughs> All right. So is the wall also painted? Uh, is that Brown's collar? Is that what that, that, is? that is? Brown's collar. Yeah. I, the, that's about the extent of it for, for the Browns. I didn't want to go like Brown and then another orange wall or anything like that. You, uh, you so, limits. So, so we'll go into the Browns and, and some things here in a second, but I want to ask, cause I, I did know that you, you had written a bit book or you're in the process of writing a book. So what, what all went into that? So the backstory is, and this was uh, about 10 years ago. There were three of us were at lunch, two of us Cleveland fans and one of just Cincinnati guy. And we kept bemoaning the fate of the Cleveland sports teams. And the Cincinnati guy goes, oh, it can't be that bad. And I said, look, I'll bet you if I did some research, I could find a Cleveland sports tragedy for every day of the year. And, and so I started publishing this uh, email on this day in Cleveland sports history. I didn't find one, like I said, for every day of the year. You got Christmas, February 29th, doesn't happen that often, et cetera. But I found something. And so what I did was I took the the best or worst, depending, of those and broke them out by Indians, 
and Cavaliers and Browns, and then put some stories behind it, what it was like growing up as a Cleveland fan, witnessing the drive and the fumble and the shot and Red Right 88 and all those tragedies. But at the same time, it was written in 2016, so I had the Cavaliers championship to kind of give it a happy ending. There you go. So what is the most tragic sports moment for you personally? For me personally, I think it was Red Right 88 in 1980. Brian Sype was, you know, I think everybody has a moment when they fall in love with the team. It, it, and for me in 1980, it was the, the cardiac kids of the Cleveland Browns. So every week they'd be down or tied and Sype would drive them down the field and, and steal victory from the jaws of defeat. And, and they won the division. And there they were playing in really frigid temperatures in municipal stadium and they were down most of the game they stopped the Raiders and they started driving down and I'm just sitting there going we're going to win again and all of a sudden he drops back and he throws the play was red right 88 and if he didn't find somebody open he was supposed to throw the ball in Lake Erie but he threw the (laughs) ball into Mike Davis was the name of the Raiders defensive backs hands Man, so I, I see the the evolution of being a, a Cleveland fan just in that statement because he said, looks like we're going to win again. And I know now with all the scars that you would never have that mentality now, would you? Never. Like, okay, when they beat Golden State and they were winning and they were up by two and LeBron fell down and he, he, he was limping with his ankle, he was going to get free throws. I was like, holy crap, he's going to miss both free throws. Golden State's going to take it down and here we go again. It, it, it didn't end that way, but you get enough scars and you're like, well, how are we going to screw this one up? Are, are you a, uh, a high state fan at all? I am. Yeah. Okay. So I know that's not Cleveland, but at least that gives you some outlet for success, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes back to my dad never was much of a pro sports guy, but he loved the Buckeyes. And so what? Uh, wait, we just got breaking news that the Raiders got Devontae Adams. Wow. That's that's amazing. The, the AFC West is like this arms race. It's unbelievable. With the moves they made on the defensive side of the ball in that division, it was like everyone was going after stopping Mahomes. Now the Raiders are just trying to catch up with what the Chargers have done. Uh huh. So great segue into some more NFL talk. So, wow, Devontae Adams is a Raider. All right. So, we knew the Browns were going hot and heavy after Deshaun Watson. They're officially out of that now, correct? Correct. All right. And Baker Mayfield now has felt like the 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 spouse has been cheated on a little bit, and and he's not taking it very well. And I know he he's demanding a trade now, but I was like, well, yeah, Baker, we've been trying to trade you. It just didn't work out. Uh, yeah. So so just kind of unpack what this is as a Browns fan, just how you feel about Baker, how you feel about the situation, and like what is the right ending and solution for all this? Okay, I, I can tell you how I feel. I don't know what the right ending is, but I can tell you how I feel about it. it I, a lot of Cleveland Browns fans, I think, are still pissed off from when Baker played for Oklahoma. He came into Columbus, he beat the Buckeyes, and he planted the Oklahoma field or the Oklahoma flag in the middle of the field. And I know some of my friends are still not over that, even though they're Browns fans. So I think that was working against him in some people's minds. I don't think he – I don't know if he's the answer or not, but I do know this. 
when Baker Mayfield came to Cleveland from 1999, when they came back to when he started his first game, they had 30 starting quarterbacks in their entire history before 1999, they had 29. So going back 50 years, 29, 20 years, 30. Right. And, and he stopped that bleeding, right? I, I did an analysis and I looked like the New York Giants. If you went 30 quarterbacks at that time back from, it was uh, Eli Manning at the time. If you went 30 quarterbacks back, they, the last four, 27, 28, 29, 30, were all dead. And they all lived to old age. I mean, it, it's just, so, so people forget just how Spurgeon win, right? People forget just how awful quarterbacking was before he got here. And people also very quickly forgot that last playoffs, not this one, but the one before, he went into Pittsburgh and beat them. Right. He went into to hell and, and pulled out a win. And the last time the Browns won on the road before Baker did that was 1968. Man hadn't even walked on the moon yet. So – a play away from winning in Kansas City. Exactly. A missed call away maybe from playing in from winning in Kansas City. Exactly. So it, now having said that, he was bad this year. I mean, right. he was so not, let me ask yeah. you this before you kind of go into that. Like he should have just sat down when he was hurt, right? Like I, I think part of the fan base can appreciate the grittiness, but is this the conversation we're having about Baker Mayfield if he gets, you know, labrum surgery back in October? No, I don't think it is. I think that's what he should have done. And and I think the coach should have said, you're going to sit down. I don't know the dynamics. I don't know how that all worked out. I don't know what Stefanski could or could not do, would or would not do. I don't know how he felt about Case Keenum. But, yeah, I th- we would not be having this conversation if he had sat down and gotten it taken care of. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we would. How did it feel to see OBJ go out to LA and end up having the second half of the season he had? Uh, That one hurt. Yeah. And and he's going to say, see, I told you I was right. But what people got to remember is when they traded for him, we're all like, and we were all like, yes, OBJ is coming here. He didn't come. He sat out almost the entire preseason. I'm wor- he's working out in LA and they let him do it and they let him get away with it. And then he came and he wasn't on the same page as Baker Mayfield. Well, big surprise. Uh, now, having said that, he got on the same page with Matt Stafford in a hurry. So, you know, obviously that seemed to work. The he didn't want to be there from the start, in my opinion. And and the chemistry wasn't there. And the other thing that I was ready for him to go. When they played out in uh, Los Angeles for the Chargers, I, the cities keep moving, right? When they played the L.A. Chargers, it was fourth and two. Baker dropped back and hit him in the numbers, and he dropped the damn ball. I and know it's exactly. Like, yep. Yeah, and it's like okay, and they lost by less than a score. So, of course, uh, of course, people wanted him to go at that point. And he, well, Baker won't throw me the ball. I wouldn't either if it was fourth and two, and you dropped it. You know, the, uh, the, the the other thing too, he went to the Rams and he might've benefited just a little bit from having, uh, what's his name? Cooper uh, cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Might, might help take a little attention away from nothing against Jarvis Landry, but he's not Cooper cup. But, um, so you guys lost Jarvis Landry, but you picked up Armani Cooper. So, I mean, are you, are you feeling like they, I mean, depending on how the quarterback situation shakes out, did they kind of come out ahead here when it comes to the offense or what are you, what are your thoughts? It's probably a break. Even at this point, uh, they're going to replace JC Treader at center. 
they cut him for salary cap. And I'm trying to think who else they cut. Oh, uh, the tight end, um, Hooper. They cut him for salary cap. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop here, right? We know that Deshaun Watson's not coming. So there's got to be some moves there where they backfill a tight end or something. So is your next quarterback on a different team last year, starting for you this year, you doing something through the draft? You, Where are you going? It's They'll probably draft somebody, but it's a lousy draft for quarterbacks. So I don't yeah. think you'll draft somebody and have them starting right away. Um, but you got to take a shot in the draft. They're, well, they were talking, the rumor was maybe they could do something with Carr from the Raiders. But if the Raiders are starting to load up, they're not going to trade their veteran quarterback. They're not. Before he got his deal here recently, I kind of thought with Stefanski having come from Minnesota, you guys might make a play for Kirk Cousins. That could be. That's very possible. Um, they may try to convince Baker to stay. I know he he asked for a trade. They told him no. One thing about Baker Mayfield is if you want to see him at his best, tell him he can't do something. Make yeah. him feel slighted. Yeah, piss so, him off. <laughs> piss him off. Right. It's a plan all along. Could be, could mm. be. Um, so maybe that's the plan. A pissed off Baker Mayfield playing for a big contract could be the answer. It might be that. That probably be the best case scenario at this point. So, uh, all right, enough Cleveland Browns talk. We only got a little bit of time left, so I want to switch over to a topic that I know Biggie and myself feel pretty, you know, one way about it. But we're not a Cleveland baseball fan, and. I was looking, and I couldn't find the schedule for the Indians anywhere. It's now the Guardians, uh, or was that the roller derby team? I, when I went to see yeah. Guardians, I found roller derby. <laughs> yeah. So so we were looking at, like, season tickets for roller derby, but we're not sure how that's going to shake out. So, I, I, you know, I, and again, we, we try to be respectful and, and PC for the most part, but it just seems kind of odd, the name. How do you feel about it? Uh, does it rub you the wrong way or is it just time to move on? And, and honestly, I think I saw that Cleveland's got one of the bottom three payrolls maybe this year. So yeah, how are, how are you feeling about the baseball season in the direction of Cleveland baseball? All right. So that's, there's about three questions in there. Let's yeah. talk about guardians. Let's talk about guardians first. I don't, I don't get how Indians was less respectful than Braves, but so, and, and, um, I had a friend, he passed away a while ago, but he was Native American and he loved the Indians names. I don't think he was crazy necessarily about the Chief Wahoo logo, but they got rid of that years ago. But but he loved that name. And I didn't see the need to get all PC with it. It's not going to make me stop liking the team. I can live with Guardians. Logo's a little hokey, but I can live with it. Now, next question. How do I feel about their chances this year? Not great yet because... They just opened the season, you know, open season on trades and everything. And the Reds are just basically having a fire sale. The A's don't are want to talk about sale. it. Don't want to talk about the Reds. I I feel your pain because I live in the Cincinnati area and I like going to a baseball game. And a buddy of mine said, Hey, they got a minor league team down here in Cincinnati. We ought to go see. Yeah, tickets yeah. will probably be extra cheap this year. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, so all these teams are having this fire sale and the Indians. I'll never get over it. The Guardians are not buying, right? Jesse Winker went out to Seattle, and they basically gave him a fungo bat and a, and a catcher's mitt or something back. And then the, the the Guardians say, yeah, we tried to get in on that deal, but we couldn't offer as much. It's like Seattle gave him some 27- and 26-year-old guys. Come on. 
So we I'm a little prospects frustrated. that are like beyond good prospect status because they're old now. But you also yeah. took on Suarez's contract, so that helped. That, that's that's the other thing. But yeah, you got to make some moves here. And I would have thought they could have possibly taken on Suarez and moved Ramirez over to second. I don't know, but it just seems like they could have done something because be outside of Jose Ramirez and Framiel Reyes, that lineup is just a suck zone. Oh, one of those guys are getting traded. Well, that's the problem. It's like, we're not doing anything. So which direction are we going? Yeah. You don't want to be like the Rockies who gave all that fuss about Arenado. And then they turn around and, and sign um, Chris Bryant for that big deal. And I'm, I, I don't even understand that. I totally don't get that. Totally don't understand that one. So I do have a theory about why they're the guardians above any other name is because on the Jersey, on the one half, it'll still have the IANS. And that way they, they don't have to work as hard to like go back and Photoshop all their old stuff. It does, The logo looks remarkably similar. Similar. I was like, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so if it wasn't the guardians, is that, the, would you have picked a different name? I was thinking something about Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rockers. I don't know. Uh, they I wouldn't add a pair. I'd go with that. So go with the Cleveland, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I agree with you. If they were going to yeah. change, go there. Yeah. It, and they wouldn't have had to pay off the roller derby team besides. So that would have been a bonus. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, Phil, I, I want you to kind of do one thing for me as we wrap up here, because, you know, we talked a lot about Cleveland, some current events and things like that going on. But if you, you know, we're, we're in high school, you're a high school senior and you got to write an English paper and an essay. You just have to give a quick synopsis on what it's like being a, a Cleveland sports fan, because like, honestly, we're, we're West Virginia university fans here and we never win anything. And we have an expression we, we call waiting for the fall because we love football season, but then we also just wait on the fall, right? We know it's just going to boom, fall on your face. So knowing that you kind of feel similarly being a Cleveland sports fan, just what's the epitome of that altogether to try to get the nation to understand exactly what it's like to be that Cleveland sports fan. So it starts with the, the epic stories of failure, be it the, you know, when the 1997 world series, when you're this close and you lose and the, and the world series lost to the Cubs and how your heart's broken and and then the even more epic failures of the Browns for two years, winning one game and so on. But then the conclusion is in the end, hope springs eternal. And every year when it turns spring and I complain about the end, the guardians, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll watch them on MLB and network and, and same deal when football comes, especially now, I mean, a couple few years ago, I'd watch maybe one half of the first Browns game and like, okay, screw this. No, but, but in general, hope springs eternal. And when you look, especially right now at all three Cleveland franchises, they are remarkably well run. They have three of the best front offices in sports. I mean, the Indians, you, you know, what it is mean. again, <laughs> hey, at least it's not the commanders. <laughs> No kidding. Talk me, talk to me in a year or two. I might have it down. But the Guardians have they're they're populating other front offices with their play with their with their talent because they're so, they got it so good and their manager is really good. And so with all of that talent in the front office and coaching, hope springs eternal. You know, I I, I don't think I could say it any better. But that's all we hope. Uh, what do they say in the Shawshank Redemption though? Hope can be a dangerous thing though. So you got to you got to be <laughs> careful. Uh, that, 
Hey, that prison's in Ohio too. We've been to that. So, I, hey, you know, a little Ohio history going on today. Well, Phil, man, we appreciate you coming on, even if it was just for a few minutes, man. We tried to get you last week. We ended up canceling the show, but we were glad we were able to reconnect with you. And uh, as more and more exciting things happen with Cleveland sports in the future, maybe we can get you back on and we can talk more about it down the road. Love to. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, thanks for coming on. All right, so we already went through a ton with baseball and it's free agency and it's madness that happened and the nfl just coincided with it at the same time so it was just bewildering to watch all the different movement and things going on and i guess the nfl did some things different this year where they had the tampering window so that's kind of existed but it was different this year because as soon as the tampering window opened deals were already final right like so we we you can go check out the facebook group football's life we got every deal that came across as uh they were happening but just starting out uh we had the breaking news that you just heard on the interview mr brown how you feel about your raiders all of a sudden uh we've needed a number one receiver since Carr has been there so to me you put him and waller together and the fact that jacobs is actually catching some passes out of the backfield now we're going to see real quick if Derek is uh, worthy of that contract he keeps talking about. <laughs> They're talking about Carr being at $40 million. Well, you're Patriots West now. you got Jacobs, Waller, and Renfro. you got the big guy on the outside, Adams. I would expect big, big things out of Carr this year. Like the AFC West is just murderous. Well, right after now. the Chargers went traded for Khalil Mack, signed J.C. Jackson. you got Derwin James, Joey Bosa. They're making all these moves. Seems like Chiefs are the only team not making moves in that division. The Broncos pick up Russell Wilson. They uh, sign taking family photo shoots underneath (laughs) of uh, the Dallas Cowboys. There's been a ton of moves out there. Everyone but the Chiefs. You're right. Yeah, and you know what it is. But they're at the top now. They all have. They all have quarterbacks. Yeah. They all the every team has a quarterback now. Like I I bitch about Derek Carr. He's not a bad quarterback. But the fact is, like. It could be a lot worse. He's—I don't think he's elite, but he's—he's a—he's got the ability to have elite performance. He's just not going to do if it. If you put a, if you put a really good team around Derek Carr, he could absolutely lead you to a Super Bowl. He's named to be like Ken Dorsey on the Hurricanes back in the day. There just, you go. just make use of all these wonderful weapons you got. He's like Trent Dilfer on steroids, right? Exactly. <laughs> he's a leader except, of men. Except for when he's coaching high school kids and choking yes. them out on the sideline. Yes. That only happened once, and that kid deserved it. All right. Tommy, your Steelers went and got Miles Jack. How you feel about that? I am jacked. That's apropos. What we, about we the quarterback? That. What about the quarterback? And it's it's Trubisky time in Pittsburgh. Hey, I like the signing. Hey, it, I mean, I don't think he was given a good shot in Chicago. Uh, Pittsburgh needed that bridge guy. I think he has the ability to do that. We have four guys in in camp. We'll be in camp. We'll go four on roster. So he has a chance to compete for it. Now, wait wait just a second, Biggie. Uh, Turbo's on record of saying that he adamantly did not want Russell Wilson. Or no Aaron, Russell Wilson. Or Aaron, no Aaron Rodgers. Right. Do you still defend that statement? It's cost. I don't want the big ticket to destroy our future. Yeah, who wants Super Bowls? Uh, yeah, we don't need Super Bowls. Don't buy them. Don't be the Rams. So he, he don't want that for his quarterback, but then like he's praising me for Devontae Adams. <laughs> right, because it's your team in their pockets, That's not true. not the Steelers. Act, Tommy acts like he's paying them. He is. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know. 
I'm a Bengals fan. I felt like they've done well. They've went and signed some offensive linemen. They have moved quickly. I like what yep. they've done so far. Now, there was rumors they were going to try to get Lyle Collins from the Cowboys, but they released him today. So I don't see – like that was going to be great because you could have traded him and yep. got him for a good price. But now – Dude's going to command some money. The Bucks made a nice move in free agency. They they uh, picked what, up a quarterback. What's that quarterback's name? Uh, um, we, I mean, that's how crazy it is. We haven't even got to the fact that Tom Brady unretired. Yep. And and then they re-signed Godwin. And uh, Gronk's back. They traded for is Shaq Gronk Mason. back? Yes. Is that official? Yeah. That's why he kept working out of the team facility. He said, "I knew he wasn't retiring." So it wasn't an Adam Schefter that broke the news. Yeah, I feel like he did, and then like Brady just reacted because no, everybody. I mean, told but Adam Schefter broke the news. So Correct. Brady's now saying that. Listen, bitch, I retire <laughs> on my own terms. You keep your mouth shut. I saw I this call the shot. I saw this meme, and it's exactly what you just said. If you ever watch Breaking Bad, it's Walter White and, and it's Sal, and it's <laughs> we're done when I say we're done. Exactly. That's, that's and he's earned happening. that right. Yeah, I mean, this stuff about him still having something left to prove. Shut up. Yeah. Like, shut. You know what it is? It's F them kids. Is you know, it that is. meme I put up today <laughs> about his kids want to see him, so they're playing Madden, like, whatever, and they're crying while they're playing a video game. Yeah, 23. That's how we spend time with Dad. <laughs> and everybody he's, loved it. it he it spent two him. months at home, and he's like, F two this. Months, I'm done with this. I'm back to F work. F them kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, all right. Uh, the Rams uh, went out and got Allen Robinson. Dude, that's a huge – you get him. He's a, a he's a great route runner. Route runner. I want to say this about Allen Robinson, who's underrated when it comes. He's had a 1,000-yard season with Blake Bortles as the quarterback, a 1,000-yard season with Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. That is a great sign for the Rams. All right, I'm just going to roll through some of these. Y'all stop if you have an emotional outburst about any of them. Uh, the Bills cut Captain COVID. Cole Beasley's gone. We already talked about Chris Godwin. Uh, Dolphins got Raheem Mostert. Uh, is he going to be their main running back? No. No way. No, way. No, right? It's just uh, just to backtrack for a second there, Bills signed Von Miller to a six-year deal. They did sign Von Miller. I haven't gotten there yet. The Bills. That was next. Von Miller's on the Bills. Sorry, you said Bills. I thought Von Miller. Hey, I was getting there. Uh, and then Zadarius Smith, great linebacker from the Packers. But, Tommy, you said that he backed out of his deal with the Ravens? Backed out. I don't know where he's going, but, yes, he has backed out of his deal with the Ravens. So that's the thing with this tampering window, right? Like, things can happen, then they unhappen. Or, I don't know. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, who's going to sign Julio Jones? The Titans uh, cut his ass. Nobody. He'll end up in New England because they'll pay him $2 million better. I can tell you right now, I've drafted him 18 times. Are you going to draft him again? I'm not drafting draft him again? ever again. You're going to draft him in the 12th Take round? Take your talents to the XFL. You're going to draft him in like the 14th round this year. <laughs> Why the hell not? I'm, and I'm going to be walking over and I'll put it on the board and Warner will be like, that's a good pick. That's, that's a good, a good pick. pick. Yeah. It's a great pick. Yeah. Great value healthy there. this year. That's a nice pick right there. You'll just be drunk and just remember it's all I know at this stage. Exactly. Got to draft him. Exactly. Uh, your Raiders got Chandler Jones to go opposite of Mad Max. That That's very good. I love it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. This guy, they, they signed Rocky Asin. Who the hell's that? That's a great name, though. Rocky Asin. I like the name. No clue who it it's is. It's Rock Ya hyphen Sin. You sure it wasn't from Key and Pill? He might have been i think uh, you're pulling a, a, a the jasper probing crux the yeah, third is this a wrong this is key and pill <laughs> it might be i swear look at the picture though that's his name yeah it's uh 
Rock. Yes, in. <laughs> Podcast land that we are looking at. It. Rock. Yes, in. Uh, all right. Um, Yannick, yeah, the all. Yeah, it's not Deep a big deal. City. Austin Hooper's out there, free agent. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, oh, the Raiders cut Carl Nassib. Uh, so, you know. He's openly gay man in the he, NFL. He's on the market, gentlemen. There you go. He's on the market. He's on the market. J.C. Um, Jackson Tommy. signed with the Chargers. <laughs> uh, does uh, Tyrod Taylor get a chance to play quarterback for the Giants? I think that he does. As long as he stays away from the training staff. <laughs> Medical people. Don't stab me in the line. Yep. Ruined my career. And Justin Herbert's now through this. Like one of those prize. where you don't want to turn an injury in on workers comp because you feel like they might fire you or drug test you. He's not going anywhere near that staff. <laughs> hey, how you feel about the Bucks getting Shaq Mason out of New England? Oh, it made me very upset. I saw it when I was at work, and then my kid told me it when I got home. And then Ryan called me to remind me that it had happened. And uh, each time I said, F you. Mm. All right. Randy Gregory signed to the Cowboys and said he wasn't, and he went to the uh, Broncos. So there's the Broncos. Not only did they get Russ, but they got a nice edge rusher there. Uh, I'm trying to see if anything else is uh, of note here. Yeah, he said he was signing with the Cowboys, and they're just up and – The Cowboys actually did a press release saying he had re-signed. And he was like, nope. Not happening. Uh, how about uh, Zach Ertz getting a, a good money deal out in Arizona? I was surprised by that. Traded out there last year. Apparently, they really liked him. He was left for dead in Philly there at the uh, the last couple days. Amazing what you can do when you get a quarterback and get you the ball. <laughs> how about, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, what do you get, like a one-year $35 million deal? So, if there was a guy who said, I know how to work the market, it's Kirk Cousins. You look at all his guaranteed money over the last six, seven years. Uh, well, he got fortunate with all that damn franchise tag he got in Washington. A lot of guys don't want to play on it. He was willing to play on it every year. Yeah, be- in the last 40 years, the two best agents years. ever, Joe Flacco's agent and Kirk Cousins' agent. You're right. Well, anytime you want a Super Bowl, everybody gets emotional about it. Uh, the Cardinals uh, re-upped with James Conner. I mean, that might be all right. The Bears went and got Larry Ogunjobi after a nice year in Cincinnati. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Johnny Hecker, the Rams released their punter, Pro Bowl punter, out, out. They're going to sign or they're going to draft that punter from Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, he's a beast. Oh, uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, what about the Jaguars? Jaguars? They've been spending all this money on they, – they have the most they expensive the wide receiver receiving core. Who's like the number four wide receiver on the Detroit Lions tomorrow. They got, uh, they got Zay Jones, Evan Ingram – and um, Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. Yep. And like Christian Kirk's the third or fourth highest paid receiver in all the all the land. In all of football. In all of football. Wow. I think the Jaguars' payroll for just the receiving core is $115 million. Freaking idiots. Idiots. Wow. It makes no sense. So wow. has Christian Kirk ever had a 1,000-yard season? Probably not even in college. His his ceiling's eight hundred yards. Who's his agent? Yeah, yeah. Oh damn it, it's Flacco's agent. Yeah, like you're saying, like, and then you tell me, like Zay Jones left the Raiders, and like, and I'm not even mad about it. They're paying him all this money. Yeah, like Zay Jones is their number two. They let uh, DJ Chark go to the Lions. Oh, that makes sense. So they 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 don't have anybody. Uh, it's just it's just nuts. Uh, let's see. Teddy Bridgewater went to the Dolphins. 
uh, good backup there in case they, they do lose faith. But real quick, the, back up to the Jaguars. At what point can we start judging uh, Lawrence on how good he is? Because he, he's in such a dysfunctional situation. It's when situation. he plays on a different team. Um, because, like, what is going on down there? I know so, why I left which didn't go there now. He was one of the most polished yeah. quarterbacks coming out of the college level, and they're trying to say he's a bust already, and I don't think that's fair. No. I, I mean, if anything, he has regressed, but it's just because, I, like, how many bad habits are you going to learn being on that team? It's toxic. He, he's the best prospect to come out of the draft since Andrew Luck. Yeah, and – like Andrew Luck got murdered on the field. Lawrence is too, but at but least yeah, Luck, had, they started uh, giving him some help. Perb in there last year. That was just a horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, how is I really, doing? really think that you give him this year and next year with Doug Peterson as his head coach, and he looks like a really good NFL quarterback that we thought he could be. So, I mean, I mean, who's the head coach in Jacksonville this year? Doug Peterson. Yep. Former Eagles guy. So – Lawrence will at least get through one season of a head coach that's not getting two fingers up a co-ed's asshole in a nightclub. Wow. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But uh, you know that restaurant? Uh, they uh, they changed their name, I guess. They didn't want to be associated with him anymore. What? Uh, the one that Urban did all that, the Pervin in. in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway – I, I mean, we could go on and on. There's tons of different moves out there. Uh, some of those are, are more emphatic than others. But uh, the last little thing, Aaron Rodgers got an absolutely ridiculous deal. We started this conversation by talking about your Raiders trading for Devontae and then signed him to a super lucrative deal. Like, Aaron Rodgers had to know that he wasn't getting Devontae, right? To take the money that he took. There's no way. He, I mean, he had to know. Because he wouldn't have kept, he knows they couldn't have kept it, right? For that price, it's a three-year, hundred fifty million. Is that what right. it is? Uh, hundred fifty million guaranteed. I think it's like an overall could be a fourth year with some more money, but it's three years, one hundred fifty million guaranteed. I mean, this is from my brother-in-law who's a Packers fan. He texted me this tonight. He said, who knows what's spin and what's not, but the Packers beat reporters are reporting the Packers offered Adams around the same money, but he just wanted to move on, and Rodgers knew it uh, was happening before he even signed the contract. Uh, we'll see, but I think that Rodgers' best option to win another Super Bowl was to stay where he was, and he has been successful with lesser name, lesser talented guys. James Jones, Randall Cobb isn't exactly a world beater. Uh, Donald Driver. So, I mean, I know that was early in his career, but <laughs> Rodgers makes his receivers more, and it's another deep draft at the wide receiver position. So, well, you got to do something because you ain't got your number one target. He was the best wide receiver in football probably the last two years. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, I mean, hey, he'll still be good on fantasy, I'm sure. Take him and DK Metcalf. Well, you know. I don't know. Who's, who's going to be the quarterback other. in Seattle, man? Gino. No. Who's going to be – who are they going to do? Maybe – who? where is Deshaun Watson going? We don't even know yet. He's going to go to Vegas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> They're not done yet. <laughs> They're going to do that. All right, all right Tommy, we, we, we already ripped you for not wanting Aaron Rodgers or Russ. Do you want Deshaun Watson? Not now. I mean – Why? I mean, that would have cost us so much. I mean – He's if, under contract. If it happened, it happened. I would be happy with it. 
But there's other holes we had to fill. Quarterback was not the only one we had to fill. Don't you want to continue the tradition of quarterbacks with sexual energy? (laughs) I knew it was coming. I mean, don't don't let a good opportunity go to waste. I did not want Watson right there. I don't want a quarterback that waxes his butthole. No, if Big Ben could move on, why can't Deshaun? Pittsburgh's good at rehabilitating these Everybody guys. enjoys a good wax butthole. They, well, not everybody. <laughs> Some people like the uh, hair suit, you know. <laughs> oh, so uh, before we go down the rabbit hole too much, any any idea where uh, any idea where you think Deshaun goes? Uh, I, I mean, I could Seattle take all their picks they got and, and trade for them? Are they? What about uh, the Colts? Uh, the Colts got all the cap money. I mean, but I don't know. Deshaun Watson is going to be a Carolina Panther because they'll look past all that wax and his asshole stuff because he's already a legend in that area from his Clemson days. He will be a Carolina Panther. I can see it. There you go. I can see it. I Matt Rule could get his career saved by Deshaun Watson as long as he stays out of trouble. Well, we'll keep an eye out on the ticker as the world turns. <laughs> All right, it's almost time to stop doing the show, but we did indulge in some March Madness here in the in-between. Tommy, Tommy's nowhere near the mic now. He don't want to talk because he had Kentucky in every bracket that he made, winning the whole damn thing. And Mr. Brown, who beat Kentucky? I don't even remember who it was. <laughs> Wasn't it St. Mary's Catholic? St. Peter's. Oh. And they're in New Jersey, not New York. Oh. Jersey same City. damn. The Giants are in they're, New Jersey, and they're called New York. Their, te- ah. their team mascots will be Gobert. Woo. <laughs> Peacocks. <laughs> Sister Act. Hey, anyway. March Madness, baby. We Rocket love it. Busted. It didn't even take it to the end of the first day. Nah, it was a, it was a disaster. But man, there's been some fun games. And hey, but it is bittersweet seeing our prize prospect Oscar. Oscar Shibai, he balled out. He balled out. He had 30 points enough. and 16 boards. Well, yeah, but he missed four uh, free throws in overtime. So I does think. he go to the NBA uh, now? I mean, where else are you gonna go? He finished like a mountaineer. <laughs> yeah, oh. some of our audience understands this, yes. but. Unless you've walked a mile in these shoes, you just don't know. That being said, we always like to end the show when we can with a little bit of pop culture. The only thing I got real quick is I did go see The Batman because that's what it's called. It's not just Batman. It's The Batman. It was pretty solid, man. It's three hours long. If you like crime drama, stuff like that, it's right up your alley. But a little superhero, it's it's pretty good. Like uh, the, the Bat Pattinson, like it was okay. Like he's forgiven for Twilight, I guess. He did all right. Uh, Twilight, what? Yeah, that's the guy from Twilight. Okay, I've never seen that. Yeah, but you know what it is. I've heard of it. Yeah. He's acting like... Now I'm suspicious that he's got like the box set DVD. I, I think he does. Is he Team Edward or Team uh, whatever the other one was? Twilight's the ones with Harry Potter, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's. I think, I think he's just bullshitting us to try to get out of this ruse that he's got built up. <laughs> I watch any movie my daughter wants me to watch with her. Uh, is Chuck Norris in Twilight? Chuck Norris is the Nolan Ryan of the real world. <laughs> so we put a, a question up. What was the question we asked the masses to answer? 
It was. Kids today will never know how legendary this man is. What are some facts you know about Chuck Norris? So out of the, what, what did we reach the past 30 days? Around 10 million people on social media. So I'm sure we should have a plethora of wonderful options. So you've scrolled through and found the best. So I haven't read these. I'm just going to see how many of these I haven't heard. I'll tell you, be honest, if I've heard them or not. So there's a few on here I hadn't seen before. There was over 300 comments. Uh there's a few I've seen before, a little bit of a different variation. I like, I'll start here and roll through them. Chuck Norris walked to a feminist com- convention. <clears throat> they ironed his clothes and made him a sandwich. That's pretty good. <laughs> I've heard that one. He built the hospital that he was born in. I've heard that one. <laughs> Still funny. Though. I also heard that he performed his own C-section. Yes. When Chuck Norris's mom went into labor with him, he drove her to the hospital. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> He was once so convincing telling a knock-knock joke that someone answered the door. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. That's poor delivery because you always say who's there in a knock-knock joke. I don't like that one. Uh, Chuck Norris was born May 6, 1945. Nazi Germany surrendered May 7, 1945. Coincidence? Is that true, though? Is that is somebody fact-checked that before? That is not actually, that's not his actual birth date, but it's believable. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's believable. That's why I needed it fact checked. <laughs> Thanks for doing the research. This is one I hadn't seen before. They were going to carve his face onto Mount Rushmore, but found that the stone wasn't strong enough for his beard. Yeah, it would just fall <laughs> off. <sighs> Contrary to popular belief, Chuck Norris has never cheated death. He always wins fair and square. <laughs> I like that one. He doesn't sleep. He waits. (laughs) Chuck Norris tears can cure cancer. Too bad he's never cried. Ever. We've all heard that one a thousand times. Uh, Let's see here. While you're looking at some more, can I tell you what my favorite one is of all time? Go for it. Uh, Chuck Norris uses a live rattlesnake as a condom. I have heard that. That's good. Uh, I don't even know if that one was in there. Have you ever seen The Expendables? Yes. Yeah. You know which joke I'm thinking of? I don't. He walks down and uh, Sylvester Sloan's down there and he says, I heard you got bit by a rattlesnake. I thought you were dead. And Chuck Norris looks at him and says, after five days of excruciating pain, the rattlesnake died. That was yeah. in the movie. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably a Chuck Norris joke. They just decided Ooh. to put in the movie. Ooh, that's great. When Chuck Norris jumps in the water, he doesn't get wet. The water gets Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, he was dropped. I got just got to say, I really enjoy this one. <laughs> Think of me what you will. As a child, he was dropped twice. Once on Hiroshima and once on Nagasaki. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Let's see here. Some more we've heard a thousand times. Chuck Norris got pulled over by the police. He let the officer go without a warning. Uh, one time, Chuck Norris threw a grenade at seven people and they all died. Then the grenade exploded. Wow. <laughs> 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 all right, a couple more. Let's see. <laughs> they got to be good. <laughs> okay. Here's We're amusing one. ourselves at this uh, point. Nothing else matters. Chuck Norris, he can clog a toilet with his pee. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I'd get that checked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. His parents moved out when he turned 18. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, One more. Pick a good one to end on. Chuck Norris lost his virginity before his dad. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, like, I I pause to try to wrap my head around that like it was true. Like, I'm just trying to, like, figure it out. (sighs) We can end with this one. Chuck Norris invented the C-section when he roundhouse kicked his way out of his mom's womb. Yeah, see, I told you he did that. He did his own C-section. Oh. That's how it is. Uh, Chuck Norris, man, the boogeyman checks under his bed for Chuck Norris. That's we true. all know that. That's that. that's probably the oldest one out there. Yeah, uh, big. You, you're still looking. Like I can tell, you're not satisfied with this. No, there's some good ones. That I went on all comments, but I've scrolled to the bottom and it won't reload anymore. Uh, it was just too many on there, but they're they're great, and we appreciate the fans when they reach out and help give us that content. Uh, always, always a beautiful thing, but, uh, I think that's it. I'm tired, fellas. We got March Madness going on. We still got games going. There's, there's a, well, a handful of games. There's one game I haven't even started yet. It's uh 10 30 and we're not even into the last game yet. So that's the beautiful thing about the uh, first couple of days, but I got to work tomorrow, man. So I, I gotta, I gotta call it a night, but I uh, had fun catching up with you guys about all things, baseball, all things, NFL, and uh, everything else. Mr. Brown, you got anything fun planned this weekend? I've got a state tournament game tomorrow and then maybe on Saturday. There you, I, probably, right? Like, yeah, probably. They're going to win. Yeah. They're uh, going to win. And then I'm off to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on Sunday morning. So, uh, polka dots, right? We do have a, uh, a bracket we're trying to put together. We worked on that a little bit tonight about right. the best high school mascots in all the land. In the whole country. Uh, so we got at least 64. 64 uh, teams. It's going to be like March, March Madness, just high school edition. So share it out to your fan base. There's some, there's some good ones in there. Uh, we're not going to tell you now, but you're going to see it. But right. Biggie has been biting at, at the lip here. He's got one that I know he just wants to end the show on. So Chuck Norris, send us home. I've never seen this one before. Chuck Norris is the one with the laughter and manslaughter. (laughs) 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 Oh, it don't even make sense, but I I visualize it. Uh, I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, Chuck Norris edition. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend before Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks your ass. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>